Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Denim Day, Tony. Are you wearing any denim? Tony Kornheiser, just my underpants. You know, I got okay. that denim collection that I got a few years ago. You know, that's Very an nice. image we don't no, want to start the show wearing. with. Really? Not really. wearing I mean, come denim on. underpants. You know, out here in the no, desert, I, I, I don't go have up in the attic. way of denim. I don't do that in the attic. I, I have attic pants. They're not denim. They're chino I pants. Would hope not. No, they're not. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, is this year's NFL draft diminished? Does baseball need to fix the baseball? And Kendrick Perkins joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with John Morant scoring 18 points in the fourth quarter last night. 16 points in the last six minutes, including the winning basket with one second ago, as Memphis came back from 11 down in the fourth and beat Minnesota for a 3-2 series lead. Wilbon, you love John Moran. I know that. Yep. Is this just yep. one game, or does this performance Ugh. make you confident the Grizzlies will win this series? Tone, I wasn't confident until he made that basket to break that 109-109 tie to win the game. Made it with a second left, and, and, of course, Minnesota couldn't score in that second. But, Tone, before that, when Anthony Edwards just flashes to the corner and takes a brilliant bounce pass and shoots in that three to tie the game. I am not confident in anything at that moment because Minnesota was up to it. You know, they were up to it last night. Carl Anthony Towns was up to it. But John Morant, he just seems to have a calm, Tony, for as young as he is. And I look, I know young players don't win anything in the NBA, ultimately, unless their names are Irvin Johnson. But Ja, yes, I mean, the, the way he leads, he galvanizes his teammates, he calms down. Tony, when he does the post game, like seconds after he hits that shot, he's in complete control and mastery of what he's seeing, like a golfer. You know how when Tiger Woods would sit there and more than one Tiger, and they'd explain the whole round to you, and they just won a green jacket or a cup or something, and you're like, my God, how can they be this calm? John Morant has that. And yes, I am confident in him, his game, his demeanor, and his ability to lead. Yes. I am so glad you mentioned Magic Johnson because as a rookie, he won a championship and he was the most important guy out there. So at yes, least you was. said that. I appreciate that. The absolute wrong word to describe anybody's feelings in this series is confidence. You cannot be confident in either team in this series. Every game is a roller coaster. They cannot hold leads. It changes all the time. Let us go back to game three when Minnesota blew a 26-point lead, when they were derided all over the country by people like you who laughed yeah. at them, said they were stupid, and left them at the side of the road. And in game four, they have no chance to win. They win the game. So once you see that happen, you take no bets on this series. As far as John Moran goes, is he a great player? He's a great player. Is he the best player in the series? Probably the best player in this series. He had a great fourth quarter last night. But Mike, in the first four games... He shot only 40%. In game four, yeah. he was four for 13. He was averaging 20 points and 11 assists, which is really good, but it's not superstar. So 
You cannot have confidence in e- I, I'm rooting for Minnesota, you know that, but you cannot have confidence. Tone, he's found it. I have confidence. He's found it. I think this series ends in game six in Minnesota with John Morant leading the way. I, I feel confident he has found himself. He said candidly after the game previously, I'm not Ja right now. I think he is. And I think last night showed it. We'll see. We'll see. Proof's in the pudding, as somebody used to say. Let's move to tomorrow's start of the NFL draft. It's usually the highlight of the league's offseason. But this year, there are few, if any, galvanizing names. And what we hear most about is teams at the top of the first round wanting to trade down. Plus, we've already had massive movement of current NFL stars. So, Tone, do all these trades and signings and all this movement make this year's draft feel like a lesser light? So here's what I'll say. I thought that what happened in the offseason with the trades of the quarterbacks was tremendously exciting. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson is someplace, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I thought the trades of Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams was tremendously confusing. Like, what are you doing, Green Bay? What are you doing, Kansas City? So that sets me up for wanting to see the football season this year. I agree that this draft is diminished. I don't think it's because of what happened before. I think that the sexiest thing in a draft coming out of college is always a great running back or a great quarterback. The last few years, we've had quarterbacks at the top. Last year, we had five in a top 15, and I think they went one, two, three. The year before, three in a top six and the number one. The year before that, three in a top 15 and the number one. This year, people are saying there might not be a quarterback drafted in the top 15. There may be only two in the first round. So, Mike, I, I think that, you know, when you just talk about edge rushers and offensive linemen, they may be more impactful on a team, but I don't think it's as glamorous as it often is. Well, glamour is just about quarterbacks, Tom. I mean, that, that's all that's about because a third of the people don't even couldn't identify the position that people play. A third, to me, at That's least right. a third, if not half, of people who identify themselves as NFL fans, they don't have any idea. They, the quarterback, he has the ball. They watch the ball. That's it. And so you have five of the top 15 players chosen last year. You don't have that this year. And it isn't glamorous. You know, for every Desmond Ritter that I care about, because I watch college football, you said something in it that I agree about. You know, I don't really care about the draft. I'm not going to watch the draft. But I care about football. You said I can't wait for the season. I can't wait for the yep. season, but the, the, this, and you know, my problem is anything that couldn't identify Tom Brady, why do I really need it? I mean, how good could it be if it can't identify Tom Brady? So I don't know what they're going to identify. There's some linemen, because sometimes you can say, and with the first pick of the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Anthony Munoz, and it's not sexy, yeah. but oh, all he does is block everybody in his path for 13 years and go to the Hall of Fame. So, so, so to me, none of that or little of that is identified over the next three days. Is that sexy? I get For most people, no, I don't care about that. I am interested in the linemen and the edge rushers because they make the difference, particularly of a team I root for that can't even identify quarterback and receivers in 100 years. So, so I'll care about that yeah. to, a limited, to a limited degree. I think it's a good TV show. I like when people sit around and tell me that so-and-so, a guy I have never heard of in my life, is going to be the difference to get to the Super Bowl. I don't even know who he is. So I like that part. The optimism I like. Pete Alonso of the Mets got hit in the head again last night. That was the 18th time in 19 games that a Met has been hit. After the game, Mets right-hander Chris Bassett 
didn't vow revenge. Bassett said it's the baseball that's at fault. Bassett said, and I'm quoting here, MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They're bad. There's no common ground to the balls. Every pitcher knows it. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We've told them our problem with the baseball. They don't care, unquote. Wilbon, should MLB intervene on behalf of safety? MLB should intervene on behalf of the product. But we know MLB doesn't care because it takes them 50 years to address time of game. They don't care, Tone. They don't care. It's not like the NFL where they constantly tinker either in advance, in anticipation, or quick reaction to say, okay, we can't have this. The balance of this is out of whack. Let's go fix this because the product is what they care about. You can criticize the NFL for a lot of reasons, not for lack of caring about the product. Baseball, eh, they don't. They go years, decades without addressing stuff. Tony, the ball, they may change every year. They don't really care. You and I have stood in locker rooms all our lives where players keep balls from over a period of years and they can bounce them or smash them or touch them or, you know, put the thumbprint in it. And we know they change it up. And they don't, they, they're not responsive to, to the players particularly. And they should be because ultimately there is a safety issue. Does Major League Baseball care? Not that much on a good day, and Bassett, as far as I'm concerned, is on the money. The safety issue is twofold. One, it's the batters being hit, and two, it's the reaction if there's a brawl. Another Met got hit today in a game. There was a brawl after that because the Mets get hit all the time. I watched the first few games that the Nationals played against the Mets, and national pitchers were hitting Mets. They were first to hit Alonzo in the head. They were hitting players all over the place, and you said, well, you, you just can't have this. Nobody knows more about the baseball than the pitcher. Matt That's Scherzer right. is going to the Hall of Fame. At the moment, he's got a 3-0 record, a 1-8-0 ERA. He's got the second most strikeouts in the National League. And he said recently, the ball in my hand feels like a cue ball. He's got 15 years of holding on to this baseball. If pitchers tell you there's something wrong with the ball and they can't control it, that's a terrible Change circumstance it. for Change Major it. League Baseball. Now, yeah. if baseball takes all the sticky stuff out... And then they mess around with the drag of the ball. They mess around with the size of laces on the ball. There is a consequence. If pitchers can't control it, there's a consequence. In Japan, Mike, they have a pre-tack baseball and pitchers seem to like it. And the other side of that is if you give them all the sticky stuff, they strike everybody out. But at the very least, Mike, baseball cannot let its players feel it doesn't care about safety. They can't let that happen. Let's take a break. But coming up, what does James Harden need to hear right now? We're going to ask Kendrick Perkins. We'll also ask him whether the Phoenix Suns righted the ship last night in Game 5. Right here in the desert. You were a pitcher in high school. You wanted yeah. to control the ball. You didn't want to yes. hit anybody. Yes. No, no. You got to control the ball. And you know when the ball's different. You know when it's changed. Yes. So they mess with the ball every year, but they don't really want to take the product into account? Are you serious? Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Guess who's back on PTI? It's our new best friend, Kendrick Perkins. I love Kendrick <laughs> Perkins. We're going to start with this. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid thinks that James Harden should shoot more. If James Harden was your teammate, what would you tell him? To snap out of it. I mean, look, we brought you over here to not just be a facilitator, but... I need you to be that Robin. And, and and the fact that Joel and B has to tell James Harden to shoot more, that's a problem, and that's disturbing in itself. And it's not just about this Toronto Raptors series. James Harden was was brought there to at least get them to the conference finals and maybe make a finals push. And the way that James Harden is playing right now, like he's playing like a, a rookie if somebody got to tell him to actually be aggressive. But here's the thing. I think Father Time is catching up with James Harden right before our very eyes. You know what? I, I, we, I know we could go a whole segment on Harden, Perk, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double back a little bit and ask you about Embiid, you know, and his part is because he's clearly Batman. That thumb is bothering him. He says he's trying to play to guard against it and protect it. I've always heard from players my whole career you cannot play that way successfully. Mm-hmm. I know you had thumb injuries in your life. What do you What do you think about what Embiid is saying? I mean, he's right. But look, once you st- step between those lines, then you got to show up and play. You can't be worrying about that thumb. And look, in game five, Joel Embiid was horrible defensively. That had nothing to do with his thumb. That had everything to do with his lateral movement and him being engaged. So, when, But the one thing I love about Joel and B is that, one, he holds himself accountable. And, two, he has shown us if he's going to say something and say that he's going to be better and forget about the thumb, we got to believe him because he goes out and do it, does it the next game. All right, you know, I, at some point I got to switch to the West. I'm sitting here in Phoenix where people are – Breathing a sigh of relief after mm. last night. I know early on you have said after Booker got hurt that you could see New Orleans and pick New Orleans to win this series. Does last night change your mind, or where are you on it now with a 3-2 Phoenix lead? You know what? I, I'm still rolling with the Pelicans in seven games. M- Look, Mikael Bridges had an out-of-body experience, right? He's a great player, but the way that he dominated on both ends of the floor, we know what he's capable of doing defensively. That's not surprising. But he put up a 30-piece 
wing dinner spicy last night. And all <laughs> those points were meaningful. And they came at big times. I just don't know if Mikael Bridges has another game in him like that in these next two games. I'm not saying he's not going to, you know, play well. But I don't know if he's going to be the best player on the floor like he was in game five. And I'll get you out of here on this, but before I get to the question, I just want to make a comment on what you said before about James Harden, that father time is getting to him right before our eyes. Wilbon and I talked about that just the other day. That's exactly what we thought, that it's, he's dropping off the table as we're watching. So we agree with you on that completely, and I'll get you out of here on this. We'll go to the Heat. The Heat eliminated Atlanta last night, despite mm. the fact that Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry did not even play in the game. Now, we know you like Trey Young. Wilbon hated him in college, but Wilbon eats it on that because he says he's yeah. wrong. Yeah. Why do you think Trey Young wasn't more effective? Well, it, it, one, it was the game plan of Eric Sposha, and two, it just shows you the, how great of a, a defense the Miami Heat has, the personnel. Right? I mean, boxes and elbows, staying disciplined, getting physical with them, multiple bodies. And when I look at this heat and I look at their defense, they're level under the Boston Celtics. Those two teams are the top defensive teams in the NBA. We all praise about offense. Look, offense win you games, but defense win you championships. And I said this a while back. The Miami Heat teams give me those 2004 Detroit Piston vibes, the way that they hang their hats on the defensive end, and that's why they're my dark horse of to winning it all because of the depth, because of the tenacity, them goons from Dade County. All they do is go put that ski mask on and be waiting on you in that dark alley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kendrick, as always. Dark Love dark having you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. See you soon. Appreciate it, my good brothers. Thanks for having me. Let's take one last break. Still to come, the Tigers throw away a win, literally. And will both the Bucks and the Warriors advance tonight? Sorry, no spoiler alert. Yes, they will. One of those games ain't going to be close. One of those is a 30-point so blowout. I said to you the other day, it reminds me of Mitch Richmond, who was a great yes. player, and then suddenly... Suddenly yeah. wasn't a great player, like overnight. And it looks yeah, that way Tony. with Harden. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First all without ads. You know what this means, uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash PTI. That's amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Happy time, people. Happy 28th birthday, Corey Seager. Seager signed with the Texas Rangers in the offseason for 10 years and $325 million after spending seven years with the Dodgers. When the Dodgers won the World Series in 2020, Seager was the series MVP. He was Rookie of the Year in 2016 and a two-time All-Star at shortstop. The Dodgers were content to let Seager walk because they could plug in Trey Turner at short. Seager is batting 258 with one home run and nine RBI for the Rangers, who are tied for the worst record in the American League. Turner's batting 284 with one home run and 15 RBI for the Dodgers, who are 12 and five and have the third best record in baseball. Teams have to be pretty confident to let Seager and Freddie Freeman go from teams that won championships, but it really stresses these executives may just look at their rosters and say, no, we're not doing that. Look, it, it went okay for Bryce Harper when the Nationals took a look at him and said, you get to $350 million or whatever it is, I guess it was less in Philly. But we've seen teams let great players go in baseball and keep trucking. Happy anniversary, Nolan Ryan. On this day, 39 years ago, Ryan broke Walter Johnson's all-time strikeout record with 3,509. Ryan ultimately finished with 5,714 strikeouts over 27 seasons. Nobody's ever going to catch Ryan. The two closest active pitchers, Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, are more than 2,500 strikeouts behind him. They're likely to finish in the top 10, but they will need a telescope to see Ryan. On a personal note, I have Ryan's Astros warm-up right here, which he gave to me more than 40 years ago when I did a story on him for Inside Sports Magazine. Right here. Ryan, that's amazing. Tony, I was going to say I have nothing like that, but I have a Dream Team jersey worn by the one and only Irvin Magic Johnson. Dream wow. Team jersey. It's pretty good, right? That's good. Huh? That's Thank good. You. That's Thank good. You, Irvin. It is good. Happy trails to a win for the Tigers. With men on first and second in the ninth last night, Minnesota's Miguel Sano hit a line drive to right. This led to chaos on the base pass. The lead Twins runner stopped at third. But the next Twins runner was halfway to third, and Sano was on second. Tag one, game over. But the Tigers catcher didn't run to third. Sano, I'm sorry. He threw the ball wildly over the third baseman's head, and two Twins scored. Game over now. As Twins manager Rocco Baldelli said, quote, we made some boo-boos on the bases, and we somehow made our way out of it and smell like roses, unquote. Coincidentally, this is the third straight win for the Twins since the appearance of a porcelain rally goat God, named Richie please. in the Twins' dugout. Richie. Richie. Yeah, I'm sure that will take over social media. Tony, I had this in an upper TV in my setup last night while I'm watching NBA games, and I had to turn the volume up. Just, what the hell is going on up there? Another Little League play. You know, we had, we yeah. had one of those yesterday. Every day now, it seems like Little League has invaded the major leagues. Would you, if I sent you a porcelain rally goat, would you put it on the set? Would no. you keep it behind you in Phoenix? Would you do that? <laughs> no. Let's go to the big no. finish. Let's NCAA President Mark Emmert says he'll step down by June 30th, 2023. Really? Your thoughts? I'm not going to be harsh. I think we're all just sort of relieved. I mean, can we say that? We, can we agree on that? Re- relieved? The Predators lost to the Flames in overtime after giving up the tying goal with one-tenth of a second left in regulation. Ouch. Ouch times 10. One-tenth of a second. That's brutal. Anthony Rizzo, your boy, had his first yeah. three-homer game and a win over the Orioles. I'm sure you're impressed. I-, I love Rizzo forever. He helped win a World Series team 
for series for my team. But Tony, it's it's a it's a lob wedge, even for a mid-handicapper like me down the right field line. So let's not let's not get crazy. I love Rizzo. Austin Matthews notched 60 goals on the season. That's a big deal, right? 60 is really the big number. The last time it happened was Steven Stamkos nine years ago. You can hit a lob wedge 120 yards, really? Really? Yeah. Last eh, one. It's not even one The Bucks and Warriors can both advance tonight. Will they both advance? It ain't 360 down the right field line in Yankee Stadium. You kidding me? Yeah, blowouts both of them. No contest. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Eddie and Michael and Gooch, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Mike Wilbon. We are bumped by the NFL draft until Monday, knuckleheads. Knock yourselves out. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. How far do you hit a lob wedge? How far do you hit a lob wedge? 80 yards. 80. PTI. <laughs>